Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this iteration of Faster Than a Stand-Up. I'm Ronnie Chan. I'm Alex Lapotka, an Agile consultant from SAP Concor. And I'm Ryan Utek, Agile coach and Scrum Master for Global Cloud Services. All right. Thank you for joining us, guys. So today, um, we're going to do a follow-up to the retake of, of the episode 354-55, which were about the new Scrum Guide, the 2020 version that came out in November. In the last episode, we ended with a question um, about less prescriptiveness or this new uh, version of 2020 Scrum Guide. How does it work with new groups? Um, so um, let me start with this. Um, my take is that this 2020 Scrum Guide is great. I actually like it a lot. Um, it is simpler, it's less prescriptive, and the language has been refined. And um, you know the product product focus is, um, I think it's a great addition. Um, so it's all in all good. Uh, and I think the previous um, uh, podcast participants, Mark and Patrick and Brent, they all liked it as well. Um, and uh, I think you guys do as well. So when I, what I got to thinking was that um, as you mature um, in Scrum and I think less prescriptiveness or less detail is, is great, right? For example, uh, just a week or two ago, um, our team, the Agile Operations team, did a uh, refinement on the working agreement. We have our working agreement, and periodically, uh, every quarter or so, we revisit the, uh, the working agreement to see if we need any adjustments. And um, in those refinements, what happens is some of the, the uh, agreements get removed because it's no longer necessary. We do it by nature and therefore um, we don't have to write it down anymore. Uh, it happens in that. And um, similar to that, this Scrum Guide, uh, there's some of the details, for example, with the, uh, the three questions in the um, uh, stand-up, they got removed. Some of the details of what happens in events like reviews and planning got removed. A lot of the bullet points were removed. Uh, and that's, that's the prescriptiveness, less prescriptiveness of this program. And that's all good. But um, what about if you're new to this? Um, if you are new and you're just learning this, um, those, I think, will be helpful. So um, that's, that's one of the possible negatives that I see in this. Um, what do you think about that, Ryan? Yeah, actually, this is the one that hurts me the most that they remove these. Uh, I, when I was taught Scrum, I actually wasn't taught by the book. I was taught from a Scrum master. So it was never really shown the book. They showed us the manifesto. But our morning started 8.30 stand up in the office. If you weren't standing up in the circle, you weren't there, right? Uh, so you get written up as 8.30 was the starting time for our operations. And it was 15 minutes or less running around this circle. And the three questions kind of gave us a structure for that. It allowed us, what did, you, what did we do yesterday? Allowed us to fill in that information, fill in our plan for today, and then allow us to uh, alleviate or surface any blockers that may happen. And with that statement of, no, I have no blockers today, the next person in the circle would know it's their turn to speak. So today I did this, or yesterday I did this, 
tomorrow or today I'm going to be working on this and I have no blockers today and the next person would be able to go. It kind of has those visual audio cues to have an easy flowing sequence of events. Without those questions, how do we know, right? It's kind of figured out team. How do we figure this out in 15 minutes or less? Well, how do you plan for your day? How are you going to work today? And, and yeah. this is one way, those three questions gave one way for that to come out. Uh, so some of our groups and some of the Scrum Masters will probably still be mentioning that uh, as a way to work. Other ways to work much are like walking the board where you bring the board up and you work from the top priority to the lower priority of what's in progress, what's not in progress, and are we going to make the sprint goal for this sprint? Uh, Ronnie or Alex, do you have more on walking the board and the questions? Uh, yeah, uh, for sure, uh, Ryan. And actually, uh, this, uh, this is a fair point, but I do agree with uh, guys, uh, and they uh, discussed it in, in the previous uh, episodes, that it's actually an anti-pattern for uh, some of the guys from our team. And I do agree with them. Actually, it's, yeah, you mentioned uh, that uh, some uh, someone sees it as a status update, someone not. So it, it's actually, it depends on how you build up uh, around it. But I really, I'm, I'm in the camp of uh, seeing it as an anti-pattern. And uh, I will give you an example that uh, currently I work with one of the teams and they uh, struggled uh, to have their stand-up uh, less than 15 minutes because uh, the team is more than 10 people. So we were uh, uh, trying to find the ways how to actually uh, to decrease the timing of the stand-ups. And one way was actually we ditched these three questions and started to build up around the sprinkle. And it was actually for the team, they spent much less time in the stand-up, even having around 12 certain people in the team. And it, they saw another side, another benefit, uh, building up around Spring Goal uh, actually uh, changed their mindset and they started to think more about what they should achieve uh, within this uh, concrete uh, sprint. And it wasn't about only these three questions. Uh, it was more about uh, the Spring Goal the value they are going to deliver within this uh, concrete sprint. Yeah, so I think um, there are a variety of teams out there uh, at different uh, maturity level, right? So um, I think uh, the bottom line is that as a scrum coach or as an agile coach, uh, we have to be cognizant of, of that and then um, provide the information as necessary. I think I understand the reasoning behind removal of those uh, you know, uh, items, because you know, one of the things is that uh, this is less um, software centric now. Um, so some of the specific details of how you would go about planning, uh, they might not apply any longer, right? So I think, uh, I think it's trying to address a broader audience outside of the software organization. 
Um, so that makes sense. So I, I could see the point and the counterpoint of why, why we remove these. Um, so I think that gives us the onus to us on agile coach, right? Um, we need to be cognizant of the fact that it's not written down in the agile uh, scrum guide, but we know it. So when we coach a team, we'll have to adapt. Okay, well, this is a new team. Uh, they don't know a whole lot about scrum. They don't know a whole lot about agile. So I'll actually tell them the three questions. <laughs> you could use this. Uh, you, you don't have to use it, but you could use it as an example, right? And a lot of the details of what you do in a review and a planning and a retrospective, right? Those type of details, you could speak to it and coach to it. And if you're working with a mature team, you could just, you know, let them fly, <laughs> kind of. I think this adds a lot to we've talked about that they've removed a lot. They've made the, the scrum guide a little bit more lean, but they've added some things back in. And one of those things was adding the scrum master as a team member of the team and actually saying they're a leader. They're here. It's, it's just like management, just like a management structure. They're here. They're part of the team and it's a role that's required. Right. And we just talked about that. They removed more language. So it's not so descriptive in the scrum guide, but that's why the scrum master is there to help where these filling in the blanks, right? There's the complete removal of those things, but the scrum master has that instilled in them. And that's why they're on that team and why they, they should have these tools in their back pocket to pull out when a team is struggling. Yeah. Yeah. I really love the, uh, the fact that they changed the um, uh, scrum, uh, scrum master as the servant to a leader. I think that's very um, appropriate. We're not really, I had, a problem with the word servant first in the first place. One of the teams that I work with, they actually don't use the term scrum master. They call them the scrum captain. And I kind of like that. <laughs> but um, the fact that, you know, scrum master is a leader um, and, and um, that he's an integral part of the organization. Um, and the fact that, um, you know, they do not remove impediments, but they cause the removal of impediments. And that's a subtle difference, but um, you know, they're, they're not the ones that actually serve you and you know, run around and do things for you. They actually help you do things for you, <laughs> right? So uh, those are the subtle changes. Uh, were you gonna say something, Alex? Yeah, uh, definitely. I, I think actually in uh, the newest version of the Scrum Guide now, it's yeah uh, we have uh, three different roles but we are speaking about one uh, team which is a scrum team and uh, we now see a clear uh, purpose or we saw a purpose of the scrum master before but now it, the emphasis is on true leadership not the servant leader, but true leadership. And all the changes as uh, Ryan mentioned, uh, for instance, that uh, we have some changes in the Scrum Guide and Scrum Masters there is basically to uh, tell all the new changes to the team, to the organization, to guide, to teach, to uh, mentor them. And it's actually up to the team and to organizations if to adopt those changes or to follow the previous plan. And another uh, thing is, which I 
didn't like much about the new new version of the Scrum Guide, we have a, a communication noise. So between the versioning, and it, it's yeah, it's happening. It's happening not only with the Scrum Guide; it's happening everywhere in software development between the versioning of the uh, applications. And we have this uh, thing here with a, a Scrum Guide as well. Yeah. Um, what do you think, guys? I think uh, we're at a good point to stop. Sounds good. All right, then, uh, with that. And uh, that's the end of this iteration. I'm Ronnie. I'm Alex. And I'm Ryan. Until the next iteration, you could give us a rating at your podcast provider, shoot us an email at info at fasterthanastandup.com, or find us on Twitter at Faster Standup. Thank you for listening, and that was Faster Than a Standup. The opinions on this podcast are solely those of the participants and not of their employers.